Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of the CW's hit show Batwoman and Kate Kane. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. How you doing? I'm really excited to talk about this week's episode. My God, so much happened. It really did. This felt like a season finale episode. Yes, like back in the day when they would do, like, cliffhangers. I just, um, I, I was really yelling at my TV, I, what TV shows do you watch? Because all of mine do. You watch, you watch daytime soap operas. They do a cliffhanger like every day. True. <laughs> but I've also, I also watch shows that are very, uh, very attached to the rude cliffhanger, be it for a mid-season end or an actual, actual finale. The CW might not be so prone to it, but other networks certainly are. All right, like, because I, because it seems like we're long since past the day of, like, who shot JR. Oh, no, definitely not. No? All right. No, just depends on the shows you watch, like Chicago Fire, just as an aside. Yeah. This season seven, when they ended season seven, the majority of the cast was inside a building that was about to explode, and we had no idea who was going to die until the new season premiered in September. See, those are the good old days. But this episode was so good. I was screaming at my TV in complete shock because there were so many things I didn't see coming. There really were. So before we get started, we have two things to talk about. Um, One of them uh, good and one of them bad. So we'll start off with the good one. We got an email from Anna again. Hi, Anna. And she says, thanks again for reading my emails. I'm still not over that my emails got on to one of my favorite podcasts. My mom suggested I send in her 2020 New Year's predictions for me. She posts them annually on our Facebook, and this year's had to do with Batwoman. 2020 fantasy prediction, we never do New Year's uh, resolutions. Anna joins the cast of season two of Batwoman as Luke Fox's conniving stepsister. She works her way into Batwoman's inner circle and throws Luke off Wayne Tower. (laughs) That would make you happy. I mean, I don't want to see him dead. Maybe if he lost, like, his voice box. Um, Although I did like him in this episode, so it's weird. Like, I have a love-hate relationship with Luke. He, he He can be dumb, but... Yeah, he, but he's, I mean, no offense, he's a man, and at some point men are always dumb. I mean, this is true. <laughs> but I really did enjoy the dynamic with him and Mary, but we'll discuss that more later. What else did yeah. Anna have to say? Uh, that was it. But on to bad news. Ooh, uh, there was bad news. There was a article that I saw this week, uh, unfortunately... A uh, production assistant on the show uh, was paralyzed during a recent onset accident. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amanda Smith uh, was the name of the production assistant. Uh, She had to undergo emergency spinal surgery to repair the damage. It's unclear if it was successful at the time of the um, 
at the time of the writing of the article. Uh, let's see. She she was seriously injured after the bucket of a lift lowered onto her head. She is currently oh. par- she is currently paralyzed and cannot feel anything from the waist down. However, we are holding hope that with time and rehabilitation, she might regain sensations in her leg. That was from her family. Um, they did set up a GoFundMe page for her, um, and on and as of the writing of this article, which was actually eight hours ago, um, they had raised seventy thousand out of the goal of a hundred thousand. Oh my God, that's amazing! Yes, um, so I'm hoping everything works out for her. Uh, Tim had sent me the Tim had sent me the original um, report from comicbook.com and then I just found this one on Entertainment Tonight's website. So our ET's website. Um, so that is that is sad news. Hopefully she does make a really a really good recovery. You know, yes. Speedy would be great, although that might as not the, as long as it's as, a recovery. Recovery and she has Hopefully full function back, sending healing vibes her way. Yes. So that'll bring us into episode 15, Off With Her Head. So uh, this is also a line from Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Uh, We start. Yep, go ahead. Oh, my God. The title makes way, way more sense on a completely different level. Oh Which we'll yeah. <laughs> I I just realized I didn't read what the title was until I said so, it, yeah. it it didn't click for me until right now. As yep. I as you said it, I was like, oh wait. Oh man, that, <laughs> that's a that's a bad joke that one. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Like, wow, that's really on the their their titles. Um, the last couple weeks have been very on the nose. Ah, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we start off in happier times, uh, with a flashback of Kate and Alice's uh, Kate and Beth's bat mitzvah. Um, and if you pause, you actually see the date, which was January twenty third, if I remember correctly. Uh, I didn't see it, so I'm gonna trust you on that. But yeah, see, this this wasn't a happy scene for me, even though it was supposed to be, because I knew this was their last moments together before the accident. Right. So I was like crying through the whole thing. It's it's a very it was a touching scene. Um, so if I'm wrong, someone please correct me. But I'm pretty sure it said January 23rd, uh, 2003. I am positive about the month and the year. The date is the one that I'm kind of on the fence about. Um, but we start off with uh, Jacob loading the presents into the car and joking that the car is full and he's going to have to give away some presents uh, so they can fit the kids in the car. I I really love Jacob's voice um because he actually it, sounded happy we've never seen him happy well, he, he he sounded happy but he still had like that very gruff gravelly voice like he was like he can never not sound like he's interrogating a suspect even when yeah. he's 
empathy. And, like, I just found that amusing, like, growing up with that kind of, like, with a father with that kind of voice. Yeah. Um, so the, the children, uh, Kate says that they're going to go with mom. Um, and you can obviously tell which one's Kate and which one's Alice. Alice is in the, is in like the beautiful dress. And, and Kate's in a suit. <laughs> Kate's in a suit and tie. And I was dying. Off, pulling it off really well, might I add. I was dying. I was like, oh my God, of course she's in a suit. And you know, I I I had started I had started like really paying attention, and they it was a close up of their heads, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I wonder which one's Kate and which one's Alice, and then they pulled out a bit, and I'm like, never mind, got it. <laughs> I I saw that and started laughing, and I I think I even tweeted something when I was watching last night. I was like, even 13 year old Kate is wearing a tie. I love it. Yeah, uh, Jacob goes driving off after saying goodbye to his kids and was he going to work no he was going back to the house oh okay um but the car was full so they had taken two different cars um said goodbye to the kids kissed his wife goodbye told her he loved her and before they get into the car uh before beth uh, beth kate and gabby who is the mother's name uh gets into the car she has one last present for the two of them that she says couldn't fit in the car, but it's jewelry, so it could have, you lying person. <laughs> she uh, she gives them the uh, birthstone necklace that we see them wear um, that match Gabby's earrings. So that which way... Become, can, which, which becomes very important later. Yes. Uh, and she... Um, she says this way they can always they can always keep her close to her heart. Uh, it is the birthstone, which is red, and she mentions how it's the color of passion, love, war, and rage, and that's something that everyone like everyone goes through all of those emotions at some point or other in their lives, which she's not wrong, uh, and also. I'm sure they've I'm sure they've mentioned this or at least I think they have it now it makes sense like why she wears uh the red as like for her bat symbol. Yes, I thought the same thing when I was watching it. I was like so much makes sense now. Like I always thought it was because of the necklace and because she had, you know, yeah. It, but knowing the significance behind the necklace which we didn't know before tonight right uh we knew that it was her birth that it was their birthstone i don't believe we knew where they got it from okay that's what i thought we knew that they had the same necklace and that it was their birthstone but we Mm -hmm. didn't know where the necklaces originated from knowing that now puts a whole other spin on it and i really kind of liked it yes it was it was a very sweet and tender moment um which i'm happy we see because Good lord, there's a lot of bad stuff left in this episode. Oof, yeah. So, they so they started start us out with, with a happy this. moment and then decided to just emotionally decimate us. Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> about right. Um, so, I mean, and it was kind of a you're right. It was kind of a sad 
beginning since you know that this is the day of the car crash. Yeah. This is the day of the car crash. This is like their last moment as a happy family. I almost thought we were going to see the crash. Again? Yeah. Because we've, we've never actually fully seen it. We've only seen like the immediate, like immediately after the crash when, but we've never actually seen the full crash. Okay. So that's where I thought it was going. And I was like, oh, my God, we're going to see the crash. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Which, given everything else that happened in this episode, thank God we didn't I'm surprised we didn't. We did it. It. Like, I'm just surprised. <laughs> like, thank God we didn't, because I think I would have just been, like, just, I would have been done. Like, at one point during this episode, my doorbell rang. I opened it up. It was the writers of Batwoman. They punched me in the gut, and then they kicked my cat, which was weird because I don't even have a cat. Was this the point in which you tweeted what in the world just happened? No, that was, yeah, at the very end. Like, I was five seconds away from the end, and I'm like, what in the holy hell just happened? Anywho, we go to present time. A woman is walking speedily down a dark alley with a man... Not chasing her, but definitely following her. It was very and creepy. It it was. And she's on the phone, and she's telling whoever's on the phone, you know, flash your lights. I can't see you, and I have a creepy guy following me. A guy makes, guy makes um, uh, a couple sentences towards her, also creepy, like, you know, where are you going? I'm a nice guy. She, you know, she tells him she just wants to be left alone, and his response is, no one with legs like that wants to be left alone. And, and I just wanted to throw something at my TV. Yes. Like, uh, yes. Those, like anyone like that is... I just felt gross. Yes. I just felt was, so gross. Which was kind of the point of the scene. Like, there's no reason this woman should have to feel this way. And this guy is just a douchebag. Of the highest order. Luckily, Batwoman comes comes grappling down, kicks his ass, asks if she's okay. He shoots her three times. <laughs> she She's not too happy. <laughs> and she, she just continues to beat the snot out of him, and I loved every yeah. second of it. Yep, she grabs the gun, knocks him out with the gun, turns around. The woman kind of jokes, I would ask you for a selfie, but it looks like, you know, some it looks like you're needed elsewhere. The signal is flashing in the sky. Batwoman thanks her and goes grappling out. One thing I noticed, and I've noticed this before, when she's grappling, when she's on her way up, she always puts her leg, her leg, one leg um, goes into her other leg, kind of forming like a P, but it's very much like when um, Superman or Supergirl kind of take off in flight. Like, very rarely are both of their legs parallel with each other. There's usually I one wonder, that... I, I wonder if they if she has to do that for some sort of special effect thing that they also use for them for flying on the other shows, and it's some sort of technical thing, or it's just something that just happens. I don't know. I think it might be a natural. It just might be a natural reaction. 
I've never grappled uh, because the highest I will ever, the highest I ever really want to be off the ground is like three steps. <laughs> so, Do you have a fear of heights? I have a tremendous fear of heights. Like I like if I had a superpower, I wish it I could fly, but I am also terrified of heights. That must make that must make flying on airplanes really hard for you. I have never even remotely been in the same place as an airplane. Really? Really. I I contemplated flying one time and and I had a very bad panic attack. Okay, yeah, then definitely flying is not for you. Nope. Batwoman goes onto the old GCPD headquarters, and I thank God it's old because everyone can just go up there and turn on this light, apparently. Cartwright is there, bound, knocked out, with a message in his mouth that says, ask him about Mommy Dearest. Now, question, when you read that note, did you think her mother? Uh, I thought she meant um, the movie Mommy Dearest. Because, see, my mind went to her mother, so I was entirely confused. It was then made clear a few scenes later. But I had to, first I had to rewind it to even see what the note said because I wasn't sure. Then right. once I was like, Mommy Dearest, I'm like, what the hell does he know about her mother? Right. Although we'll we'll get to that because i would argue that you were right yeah oh my god yeah wow yeah yeah <laughs> after the after the title sequence we have jacob knocking at um kate's bar the hold up is that yes that's the name okay the hold up kate <laughs> opens the door like ever like oh. Slightly enough to, like, poke her head out, like Miracle Max in, in Princess Bride. And he's like, you know, what did you call me down here for? Well, promise you won't kill him. <laughs> Kate, what do you want? That didn't sound like a promise. This is the actual words of this. I <laughs> love got, this entire scene. This she's might got, be my favorite Kate Jacob scene ever. She's got her sister's... Her sister's uh, <laughs> kidnapper. Kidnapper, thank you. And like, <laughs> like the scene just seems weird to me. It like, was, it was funny, and I know that's what it was supposed to be. But, but it, it felt really like, weird to be laughing in the context of everything. Yeah, like, like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna show you why I'm, why you're here. But you have to promise not to kill him. Right. Like, you can't kill him. I know how much you want to kill him, but you can't kill him. So then she and... opens the door. He sees him. And she's like, remember, you promised not to kill him. And then he's like, well, how did he get here? How did you find him? And she's like, well, before that, you need to drink this. Which she wasn't wrong because she was about no, to explain but crisis. It's same, but... At the same time, she didn't, though. She didn't. She was, Well, that's what I thought was about to happen. She was, like, she was like, Alice dropped her off. Well, Alice is dead. Look, it was, like, she, she's like, it could have been, it could have been anything. It could have been another skin pirate minion. You know, this is Gotham. That's not really that, that's not really unfathomable. 
So they wake him up. Which I have to say, that was one of her better, more believable lies. She's getting better. Yes. Yes. Barely. They wake him. They they wake up Cartwright. Ask where Alice is. Uh, and he kind of, you know, he tells her that um, she's off finding Mouse, who he had had strapped down and had been pumping fear gas into and was kind of telling Mouse about how he had killed Alice and she was the reason why they weren't a family anymore and kind of laying the groundwork so that his greatest fear became Alice. Uh, as, as he's saying this, we cut to Alice finding Mouse and, and releasing him and Mouse turning uh, the tables on her. Turning on her because she's right. He believes he's dead. Uh, he believes uh, Beth is dead. Alice is dead. Sorry. Uh, and he also says, like, you know, this helped me find out what my greatest fear was. It turns out it was you. He he kind of punches her, puts her in the chair, and straps the mask onto her. She starts she starts getting um, doused with the fear toxin. Now, it was kind of up in the air uh, earlier in the season where people, where some people thought that Cartwright was Jonathan Crane, and now that he had the fear gas, it kind of made it look even more. But we find out he says he had got it off of a colleague, uh, Jonathan Crane, who was the Scarecrow. So they are two different, they are two completely different people. Um, but we also know like. They were colleagues to an extent, apparently. Yeah, that I, that was a nice little tie-in. I did like that. Yeah, no, that was that was really good. Um, so this is six years, I think. It was between six and eight years that we've established. Um, Alice, Alice thought she had killed Cartwright, and they kind of escaped. So. Apparently, Scarecrow had still been running around at that point. Apparently. So, it opens the door to see Scarecrow at some point. Although, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if we see any of uh, Batman's villains at any point. One of the things Alice asked uh, Mouse when she was freeing him is, you know, where are we? And Mouse tells her that this was her house. It was the Queen of Hearts house. We go into a little bit of a flashback. And I think this flashback is done very, very well. Yes, very well. We see a taxi coming up to the Cartwright house. We see the door open. An oxygen tank goes onto the ground. And we see this person kind of dragging the oxygen tank behind them by the time the camera pans up from the boots the person has kind of walked past so all we see is a back the back of a woman we go inside the house uh august is getting mouse kind of gussied up for uh for grandmother for grandma she can't live on her own anymore so they she's moving in alice is um scrubbing the floor like Annie, like uh, Little Orphan Annie. 
August tells her to get rid of the bucket. And we he don't... also told um, him, Mouse, to clear his stuff out of the attic, right? Yes, because that's where she's going to be living. Uh, we see her coming up the stairs. Again, we don't see her face at all. It's a very, the way they handle it up until she kind of walks into the room, it, she already felt like a very menacing character. Yes. Just and the way I they just, her. And I love the actress they chose for this role. I've I loved the actress in a lot of other things, but this, she was perfect in this. What else has she been in? Uh, she was in Scandal. She played a bad guy in Scandal. She was on the originals as well. She was a nicer person on the originals. Okay. So, and I know uh, I didn't watch Everwood, but I know she was on Everwood too. Okay. She knocks on the door. August lights his pipe, opens the door, and she's like, "Nope, don't worry. The old person will lug their will lug their oxygen tank all the way through. Don't worry about and, it." And didn't she say you greet your mother on oxygen? With, with a an lit open, pipe? Are, with an open with flame. With an open flame? Are you trying to kill me? Yeah. So he quickly stamps out the uh, the pipe. Mouse comes over to greet her, and she's, you know, she's happy to see him. Apparently, um, you know, she says, oh, you did really well covering his scar, but you haven't done anything for me, Alice. Oh, I missed that line. Oh, that yeah, makes so she, much more sense now. She's like, oh, you know, you did really well with the scar, but you haven't done anything about me yet. And he's like, and he tells her, oh, you still look young and beautiful. And she calls him a liar. Alice comes walking in and, you know, she, I don't believe they, they haven't met before, but she kind of knows who she is. She says, oh, you must be the girl. That was my question. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah. So. I, it doesn't sound like they have formally met before, but she knows of Alice. And this is the first time we see Alice kind of post, um, post-psychotic break. We'll say post the birth of Alice. Right. We The last time we had a flashback episode, we kind of saw the birth of Alice. This is... The first time we see a good chunk of her post-psychotic break. And like actually, she, I would almost say that this is she became Alice, but she didn't fully break yet until after meeting Mommy Dearest. I think the torture, which we'll discuss. I as a, OK, I, I think, think that, I think that led her into where she is now but she was definitely a new person oh yeah she she was definitely a new person but there were still remnants of beth and had she been found before meeting mommy dearest i think she might have been able to be saved and she wouldn't have gone so far down the rabbit hole so to speak but i think this woman broke her for good and this uh. was the moment in which the Alice we know today was born. What okay. we saw before was the start of it. This was the completion. Okay. Because, like, in the scene, Alice greets her. She refers to her as queen. 
and she even curtsies like Alice does meeting the red the Queen of Hearts in Wonderland. But you can, but you could almost kind of see like a childlike playfulness with how she did it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't as yes, menacing like, as it wh- is now. Right. Like I think, I think her lethality and her and her criminal part of her psychosis gets instilled because of her. But like in this. And right now, she like she really thinks she's Alice. Like she's acting just like Alice would, and Alice is younger, uh, at least in the you know, especially in the Disney version, she's a younger child. Um, so we get that kind of same, we get that same kind of same character from Alice here. Okay. Yeah. We go back to the oh, um, so she mentioned. Um, the the grandmother mentions how beautiful Alice is and the necklace that she has on her and she asks where she got it from and Alice kind of takes it into her hand like she's like she's actually trying to think. She looks up at August who, you know, kinda of motions to answer answer her and she's like, I honestly don't remember. So and in like, that moment, I wasn't sure if she was lying or if she actually, like, blocked out her Beth life and just believed she's Alice. I, I believe she's, like, Beth has gone into repression at that point. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I completely agree, especially with what comes later. But in this moment, yeah. when I was first watching it, I wasn't sure if she was lying or not. Yeah, but I will say, I, I kind of agree with you, like, when I first watched the episode, I was kind of like, is she lying? She could be. And that's just because of, like, the time it takes her to answer. But when yeah. you when you go back and watch it, you can kind of see, like, on her face trying to figure it out. Yeah. So Jacob, Jacob gets it broken to him that Alice isn't dead and that it was another person that died. Uh... So <laughs> Jacob wakes him up and pretty much threatens to beat him up unless he says unless he tells her unless he tells him where Alice is and Kate just asks him who is mommy dearest and uh, August kind of makes a mention of Alice is playing a game and he's not going to let her win um I'm sorry, uh, she's not going to let her win, and he has kind of spent the last six years fooling everybody in Gotham, including those two, to what his true identity is. So there you go, it was six years. Yeah. Um, I have to say, Jacob is handling this a lot better than I thought he would. I mean... He's actually letting him speak. I just assumed he would have just pummeled him in the face. Especially when... Is this the scene where Beth... Where Kate, excuse me, shows him his wallet and he realizes... Yes. Yes. Well, he knew... He knew who she... Who he was when he saw him. I think now he knows that this was the doctor that also got him off the hook. Right. And that... When she showed him the wallet and he had this look on his face. And did he actually say son of a bitch or did he say something else? No, he said he said son of a bitch. I was like, oh, my God, he was so mad. 
Yeah. Before um, we go back to Alice and Mouse, this is when Mouse kind of overpowers Alice and puts the fear mask on her. Uh, and Alice starts hallucinating. First thing she sees is the grandmother, who I'm just going to start calling her the Red Queen. We see the Red Queen. She kind of steps out of the shadows. And, uh, and I just realized why her face looked like that. Yes. We see like a very horrific distortion of her face. Um, she yells, off with your head. We cut to commercial. Um, and the entire time I was wondering, why does her face look like that? Makes yeah, there were there were so parts where her sense now with her face looking like that, and with there was one part coming up though with Alice's hands. Oh yeah, that I want to know, that I would like to know a little bit more about if that was something. Well, no, that was, because, because they also intercut it with what actually happened. If we're thinking about the same scene. Yes. Yeah. No, they do. And so, I imagine that 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 didn't, that happened to her constantly. I mean, I would imagine so too. Now, one thing I was thinking about during this episode because I really like the guy who plays August. Um, I really liked him so far, and his voice and his voice really fits like this type of psychotic character who's just very like he's no matter what he sounds very calm gathered calculating is this his normal voice when he's been in other stuff or i haven't i don't think i've seen him in anything else so i'm not really sure have to look him up on imdb to be sure oh all right i i forgot it was the other person that you liked yeah no it was the 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 face that he was wearing yeah yeah well there goes that question then we come back from we come back from commercial and Luke is walking down a hallway of Mary's clinic. He comes in. Uh, Mary apparently called him and said she has a lead on the person who killed Beth. So she t- she turns around and she's like him over there and she, and Luke is like he's the one who killed Beth. No, he came in for a flu shot, but he has some clue. But he has a clue for us. She then refers to him as Mister Dog because his name because is his Mad. Because his name dog. is Wild. Is it Wild Dog or Mad Dog? Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Okay. And he's like, no, it's just it's just Mad Dog. She's like, please tell him what you told me. Uh, he says he had seen the car. Apparently, they made flyers. That offered a thousand dollars for any tips leading to a car with a partial license plate. She gives him the thousand dollars and he goes walking off. And <laughs> Luke is just stunned. He's like, "I'm pretty sure you just gave a thousand dollars to a guy with a face tattoo." <laughs> Man, I loved their dynamic this entire episode, and I kind of want them to be a thing now. I, yeah. And you I, just, hate I, that. I, I want them to open their own detective agency right now. I just want, like, they're, they're just so cute. They're just so cute. 
so he saw the car at a junkyard and Luke Luke is, you know, like, you're gonna drag me to a junkyard now? And Mary's and she's like, like no. well, technically you're driving, so... Mary. Mary. Girl. I love, I love you. You know I love so you, Mary. You... I'm, I'm glad you're no longer doing the millennial thing. Yay, Mary. But, <laughs> However... But, girl, you're going to a junkyard and you put on a jacket that I am pretty sure costs more than most of my outfits that I have in my closet. Okay. But to be somewhat fair, I mean, she's never, she's never lo- been one to look cheap. I don't think she owns anything uh, like cheap like that. So I think she, she would look at and like the doctor scrubs. Yeah, she's not... I, but she still would need a jacket for the junkyard scenes, and I don't think she owns a cheap jacket, so the jacket would look expensive no matter what. Fine. I mean, borrow one from Luke. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. Look, I'm not saying... I'm not saying there isn't a perfectly plausible reason. Oh, no. I Just, totally get it. I, I would never wear that jacket to a junkyard either. I would never be caught dead in a junkyard myself. But if I were, I would not be wearing a jacket with that price tag attached to it. However, I don't think she has a lot of cheap things in her closet. She doesn't strike me as the type to shop, you know, at thrift stores and, you know, bargains. She goes for the names. She goes for the labels. It's what she likes. It's what she owns. Yeah. So they go off adventuring. We go back to, we go back to Kate, Jacob, and August inside the bar. August is still revealing his plan. He's, you know, he's like, you know, Mouse is going to, is going to pump Mary, uh, pump Alice full of fear gas. She only has a little bit of time before her sanity is completely lost and you don't really want that because she's already insane enough as she is. If she completely breaks because of the fear gas, you know, she could... She's limited the amount of... Um, she's um, She's limited the amount of casualties outside of what she's going after. Yeah, something along the lines of there's going to be like a lot of toxic bystanders or something, right? Right. Like she, like she's she's limited the amount of bystanders that have gotten hurt with her on the fear gas. It won't matter anymore. Like she was she's always been calculating that'll go away. Yeah, and she'll so have no inhibitions. He's, right. So he's trying to get his freedom for her location and he tells you know he's like i'm almost positive i know who she's gonna see when she when she's on the fear gas and he says mommy dearest we get to a scene now where alice is bringing tea to the red queen gives her the tea she takes a sip she asks alice if she's ever made tea before alice replies she did and she's like well then you should know how to make it you should know how to make it not so sweet. 
she the cup falls and we kind of intercut between the actual flashback and what Alice is seeing on the drugs. This got very, very creepy. So and I felt so bad for her. Um, and I think I realized why they did that because it was a little bit easier. And I say that because next we see in the in the hallucination in the hallucination state of Alice and the Red Queen talking, the Red Queen telling Alice to hold out her hands with her palms up and she pours the hot tea onto her hands. Now we see it go on to adult Alice's hands and not child Alice's hands. Yes. So I think that was done just to make it a little bit more stomachable. Right. More palatable. Um, And she says, you know, what have I told you? If the tea, if it's too hot for the hands, it's too hot for the lips. And we see Alice's palms burnt, kind of scolded um, and very prunish. So we imagine that this happens quite a bit over the years. So I want to know if this is like a flashback to something Alice has since fixed. Like, were her hands burnt? Because you don't really ever see it other Have than in this, really in this hallucination. Have her hands up close before this hallucination? You know, come to think of it, there is a good amount of time she is wearing something on her hands. Maybe this is why. This is very true. Um, I, so I honestly don't know if we ever see good close-up of her hands, but just thinking about it in the abstract right now, I always remember seeing, like, usually yeah, like some... Yeah, gloves of, on or something, yeah. Right, and it's usually different here and there, but, yeah, there's usually something on her hands. So there might be some sort of scarring, even if she... Even if she um, created some sort of skin thing, skin graft for the hands, you know, maybe there's still some sort of scarring. She, um, the Red Queen wants more milk for her tea and they can't find it. Uh, She starts screaming, how can we be out of milk? Alice goes frantically looking in the in the kitchen for milk, doesn't find any in the refrigerator goes out to the barn where there's a second refrigerator, still no milk, goes to a third refrigerator, because everybody has three refrigerators, apparently. My grandmother does, and so does my aunt. You know, if you're just going to, if you're just going to ruin my jokes with actual life examples, why am I even bothering? <laughs> Sorry. Just my I day. mean... My parents have two. They used to have three, yeah. But still, they went down to two. But the third one is locked with a padlock. We don't know what's in there. As Alice is trying to figure out, you know, maybe to break the padlock, hoping that there's milk in there, because that's what you put in a padlocked refrigerator. Uh, We see August come into the barn asking what she's doing. She says she's looking for milk. And he's like, why are you looking for milk out here? You crazy person. Go away. I thought he was going to do something to her when he saw her trying to bust open the fridge. Yeah. I mean, so have we, aside from 
aside from kidnapping her and basically, you know, keeping her in the house with with mental torture, have we seen him be physical with her at all? Um, no, I don't think so. I it's think except like, for the time, except for the time he found the cat, he did right. kind of get a little grabby when he found the cat. Right, and he killed the cat, but I don't like. But he also killed the cat right in front of her, and yeah. then made her sew faces out of human flesh. So while he might not have actually physically touched her, right. But so what I'm saying is like his, like she got, like right now we're seeing like she got both physically and mentally tortured, but from two different people. Yeah. Like, August was able to keep her in line with vast amount of mental torture. And that's not, that's not saying, you know... Right, that's not saying that that was okay. Right, and it's not saying that it's less, like, it's less than physical torture, but... He was able to sort of scare her into submission, where she could at least have some sort of freedom within her captivity so that she could kind of, I mean, she wasn't really just in that room anymore. She was basically able to go about the house and presumably had been since she started sewing faces. Yeah. It seems like when, when she became Alice, she became more docile because she kind of repressed Beth, which meant then she wasn't trying to escape to a family. Right. So then she repressed Beth and became Alice as a coping mechanism, as a way to survive this. And then she's finally getting into some sort of sense of normalcy, as normal as you can make this situation. And then in comes Mommy Dearest. And I'm assuming that, like, Mommy Dearest was there for the next five years and then considered continued to torture her for years because we went from yes we young, went from young Be- uh, young Alice when she first shows up to when we get the second flashback scene it's it almost looks like a slightly de-aged um, Rachel Scarston it was her yeah but what I mean is I don't know if like, they slightly de-aged her or or what but it's because definitely she, her playing the role. When she it, when she was looking for the cream and and he busted her in there, that was her, right? That still wasn't yes. younger. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we only see like really young Beth, uh, young Alice, in that first flashback scene. Everything after that we see is is Rachel as Alice. Um, so yeah, she's been there for a couple years. You had this torture going on at the same time um back at the back inside the club kate and kate and jacob devise a plan kate hands jacob his um august's cell phone and says you know see if you can use this to track where he was jacob goes out august and kate are talking and um is this when we see August loosen his hand? Yeah, August loosens his hand, asks for a cup of water. Kate finally gives him a drink of water because he kind of keeps he kind of keeps giving her like you know 
if you want to know where your sister is, you're going to you're going to do this. Gives her water, gives her water. He she puts the glass down behind him as he's tied up. He gets a hand free, smashes the glass and says, you know, you're never going to find her. And then nicks his throat, doesn't cut slash it completely, just nicks it. Were you expecting him to do that or were you expecting him to try to escape? Because when when he cut his artery, I was like, oh, and interestingly enough, he is a doctor. He could have gone for the carotid if he wanted to, but he didn't. Right. I think he I think he knew Kate would would save him. Um, So I don't it's it's weird because he doesn't really. He doesn't really use it to his advantage. I don't know. It's it's unless, weird. Unless he thinks like it's gonna force her to take him to a ho- uh, hospital. Unless he wanted her to do what she did. Yeah, but I mean, if he thinks if he thinks it's gonna force her to take him to a hospital, then he can escape from the hospital. That makes a little bit more sense. So he nicks he nicks an artery. Uh, Kate calls Mary using the voice modulator on the phone as Batwoman. <laughs> Mary picks up the phone, you know, it's like, I don't I don't care what did you're trying to tell me, just we, take me off your list. Did we forget to discuss the Mary Luke scene at the junkyard that Where's happened that before there? this? But Where's did, in there? Okay, but didn't that didn't that scene happen first before the phone call? It takes place in between. So oh, like, we nix the artery, we go to commercial, we come back from commercial, we see Luke and Mary uh, strolling hand in hand through the junkyard <laughs> with their parasols. <laughs> now, they both got umbrellas because it rains in Gotham all the time. They're, <laughs> they're walking through the junkyard. Luke's like, you know, that guy was just high. Like, he didn't see anything. And Mary's like, well, if you were high, where would you go in the junkyard? You would go someplace warm. She finds a barrel that looks like it had been on fire. She's like, so this is where he was. Luke sees a car that has wheels on it. And it has matching plate numbers to what they saw. They open the trunk. And the uh, sniper rifle is still in the trunk. And Luke apologizes to Mary. And this is, yeah, he he said something along the lines of, this is me apologizing for ever doubting you. Yeah, and Mary, you know, gives him a little smug smile. That is when her phone rings. She picks it up. She's like, you know, whatever you're trying to sell me, take me off your list. She hears Batwoman's voice, and she refers to it as Batwoman. And Luke's like, Batwoman's calling you? What's going on? So Batwoman is trying to get Mary to help her. She's like, how can I stop the bleeding? They they slice their throat open. She asks if it's, she asks if it's the carotid artery. She tells her, look, you know, is it pulsing? Is the blood pulsing? It's not. So she, she's like, well, do you have a needle and thread? I have a staple gun. <laughs> I winced. So... Oh yeah, no. This 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 made my neck hurt in sympathy pain. So sta- Kate uses the stable gun to staple the wound shut. Oh God, it was so gross. And oh yeah, no, it was 
It was bad. Stables the wound shut. It stops the bleeding. Luke thinks... During this conversation, like, Luke is only hearing the Mary end of it, so she's like... She's like, a throat is bleeding? Is it your throat? And Luke's like, what happened to Batwoman? And meanwhile, we should probably say that, like, while they're in the junkyard and while they were looking for the car... Mary is trying to not so subtly drop hints about. Don't you, <laughs> don't you have a piece of tech that can help us here? How, what kind of real estate tech would help us? Is I believe the conversation they had. Yes, yes. So she's trying to like drop hints that she knows, and Luke is either not picking up what she's throwing down. Or he's just ignoring it completely. Uh, Kate, uh, so Kate saves him. He's no longer bleeding. We come back from commercial. She's tying up his hands this time in front of him because he was tied up with his arms behind the chair. Ties his arms up in front of him, and she kind of makes a deal. He says, look, I'll tell you where she is, but you have to let me go. Kate calls up her father, tells tells him it's 614 uh, Williams Street. Now, seeing as how the CW and the the Arrowverse is known for this in general, um, this is a nice little Easter egg, I would imagine. Uh, the when Batwoman got picked up for an actual comic series in the New Fifty Two, the artist who was Drawing her prior to that on Detective Comics is named J.H. Williams. He took over the writing duties, so I'm assuming that is where the Williams Street came from. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, so it's a nice little Easter egg. Jacob asks how she finds out. She's like, we made a deal. Um, And at least now we know where Alice is. I will say, because I didn't mention this last episode when we had talked about seeing Mouse at the end of the episode... Uh, I had mentioned, like, the basement looked like it was the old house that they lived in, but yeah. as, as we found out, it's not. It, this is where the grandmother used to live. Um, although, to be fair, the basement does look very similar. Probably because it might be the same location, just redressed. <laughs> they just redressed it and moved the, uh, moved the staircase slightly over. You'd be surprised what the wonders of a small budget in television can do. Yeah. We go to, we go to Luke and Mary inside Kate's office. Luke is at the Luke is at the laptop and Mary <laughs> is like looking for the entrance to the back hopping <laughs> around the bookcase. And randomly, like, pulling out books, hoping they book <laughs> To the point where Luke's like, what are you doing? You and know she, it's bad I, if even Luke is picking up on it. In which Mary grabs a book, and she's like, I was just curious about the, inter- the international periodical of technology of technology innovation volume two <laughs> like not even volume one volume two because she just <laughs> random book she could have i was dying i had tears i was laughing so hard 
And he's like, do you have a book report due? <laughs> oh, man, this, this, this was so cute. I loved it. And, like, she's just reading it, like, nonchalantly, too. Like, the... And she's like, well, I could be finished reading this with the amount of time it's taken you to track down the one license plate. So Luke has been searching active registration, so he looks for inactive registrations. And he gets a hit, and the plates are expired, and they belong to... uh, The plates expired 20 years ago. The car is last registered to um, the Red Queen, whose name is Mabel. Which is an old person name. Totally. Uh, Mary's like, we need to call Kate. We go back to Alice kind of fidgeting in the chair with the mask still on. She finally, I don't know if it was just in a panic and it just kind of happens, but she falls. She causes the chair to push over and it kind of loosens her because the chair breaks. It's a wooden chair. So she's able to kind of free herself she goes running up the door, tries to open the door. It's locked, and she just kind of, like, breaks down at the top of the stairs, like, pawing at the door. I'm not going to lie, like, because I grew up on, like, Mel Brooks-style comedies uh, in movies, like, I was really waiting for Jacob to just open the door and knocking her down the stairs. I mean, that did sort of kind of happen, but not quite the way you're describing it right but like i felt like she was going to be right at the top like he opens the door hitting her and then she goes down the stairs she tries to go out the window that's on that's kind of midway up the stairs she breaks the glass but the but the window's boarded up which i really think she could have she probably could have busted through those boards they're pretty old yeah, but she was so hysterical at this point that I think yeah. seeing seeing yet another obstacle just kind of made her stop. Yeah. She picks up a shard of glass and starts quoting I believe it's I believe it's the end of Alice in Wonderland. Um as she brings the shard of glass up to her throat and one thing we forgot about one of the one of the visions she saw uh, while on the fear toxin was Batwoman coming to save her, Jacob being there trying to kill her, and Jacob convincing Batwoman that she should die. That she wasn't worth saving. Right. So just as she's about to kind of. Uh, slice her throat on the opposite side that August did, mind you. August was August did it with his left on the left side. She was going for the right, which is where the carotid is. I believe so. I'm not a doctor, so don't take my word for it. Uh, just as she's about to do it, Jacob comes through the Jacob comes busting through the door. She thinks he's an hallucination. He tells her she's not. He essentially trying to get the piece of glass out of her hand kind of tackles her down the rest of the steps. It's only like three or it's only like four or five steps. They kind of roll onto the floor. He jabs her arm with the adrenaline 
to nullify the effects of the fear toxin, even kind of telling her, like, this is what it is. And it was good because the last time we saw Jacob, he had, I mean, not the last time we saw Jacob, but one of the last times Jacob was dealing with the Alice situation, he had given the shoot to kill on site order. And now he's saving her. So it was kind of a nice. Right. Like he's kind of at least he's kind of at least been tempered a bit. Yeah. And I think that was because he saw her like he saw Beth on the slab in the morgue. Yeah. And then he saw her so completely freaked out and scared. Yeah. Like she was legitimately terrified. She was, and that's what the fear gas does. But so I think, but I honestly think like seeing Beth on the slab, like he was kind of relieved because of all the stuff that had gone on prior to that. But then finding out Alice was still alive, I think he, it's still like, he was like, well, I have another chance to try and save my daughter. We come back from commercial. He's putting a, he's putting a blanket over Alice, uh, Alice asks where Kate is, asks if she's outside with her hand on the door, which I believe is a callback to when Kate thought Alice was behind the door. Yeah. Um, in the first flashback episode we saw. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, she says, no, she's with Cartwright. He told us where you were. So... Um, she's, Alice says, well, if he's still alive, I assume that he hasn't gotten to the part of mommy dearest yet. And he's like, no, he told us everything. And she's like, he he told us everything about his mother. And she's like, that's not who mommy dearest is. So Kate we see getting off the phone turns out she was on the phone with Luke. It sounded like, and said, you know, Kate now knows that Cartwright shot, um, Beth. Beth. So Kate is already kind of on edge. And she's like, you know, your mom died years ago. You're still driving her car. Did you shoot somebody that you believe to be, Alice and Cartwright after a little bit after reminding her like you said I could go free asked her again that if he shot a woman in a motel parking lot that he believed to be Alice and he says she looked exactly like her and Kate kind of doesn't fully snap but starts to as he recounting oh. her, what kind of stops her though is during the recount of this. Cartwright even says she even you know she, her voice, her face all looked exactly the same. She even wore that damn necklace that matched those earrings, and Kate kind of stops. Because how does he know about the earrings? Right. And he asked, what necklace matched the earrings? And he says, it's the ones that my mother coveted so much that caused all the problems. So we go back into the last flashback 
we see her putting on earrings in a mirror. We see Red Queen putting on earrings in a mirror, turns around and shows them to Alice, who's there, and says they were a gift from her son. Alice, now talking to Jacob, says that was the moment I remember where I got my necklace. That it was that it matched mom's earrings and that this was to keep us, you know, close together. Go back to the flashback. Alice in front of the barn opens the door to the barn, goes over to the padlocked refrigerator, picks the lock because everybody knows knows how to pick a lock. Jacob asks, how did Cartwright know about Gabby's earrings? Alice said, trust me, Daddy, there are some things that are better left, and then she puts her finger to her lips. Jacob asks again, where did he get the damn earrings? Or how did he know about the damn earrings? No, it was where. I'm sorry. It was where did you get the damn earrings? And she says, exactly where you think, as we see uh, Alice in the flashback opening up the refrigerator, and we see the severed head of her mother. I legit screamed. I was not expecting that twist to know that he also killed yes we assume so we don't we don't know for a fact we just know that that he has her head but yes we can assume that she also that he also killed her um i did not see that coming at all no and why does he still have her on ice because his His mother Wanted wants her face. Wants her face, and and even he was kind of like that was a little too much. Like I kept putting it off. I kept putting and, it off because I knew that her having the face of a presumed dead woman would be very problematic. Yeah, like oh, that's the only issue you found with this. But okay, so that means his mother knew where Alice came from the entire time. Yes. Because she's been presumably asking for this face for years. Yes. Yep. What kind of person is just completely chill with her son being a kidnapper? Well, I mean, she wasn't all there to begin with. Like, she... I I think she's just as bad as he is anyway. Just, I mean, so much twisted. So, Alice goes back upstairs and... Uh, the Red Queen is complaining about the tea now being too cold, so she wants it warmed up. Alice says, oh, I'll warm it up for you. She snaps off the top of the of the oxygen tank, picks it up, and then lights a lighter and uses it as a blowtorch to kill the Red Queen, burning her alive. Which is why her face looked as distorted as it did in right. the flashbacks. Because it was full of burns. As this is happening, Kate is now incensed and has tackled August and choked him and killed him. I didn't see that coming either. I mean, I think 
I think once he once I saw the head, like I I kind of figured that's where it was going because I didn't now, expect him not to be revived. Okay, I'll give you that because now at this point August, for all intents and purposes, killed Beth, regular Beth, turned her into Alice, killed her mother, and then killed. Otherworld Beth. Like, every bad thing that's happened to Kate... Traces back to this man. Right. Except except for the... Except for the actual accident. And at this point, I'm willing to bet we're going to get a... We're going to get... Although he's dead now, so we probably won't. I'd be willing to expect, like, at some point we find out he's the cause of the accident. That's almost what I thought... When we saw the taxi cab driving up to the house, I wasn't sure what it was at first. I actually thought that was going to be the accident and that he was going to be driving the car that hit them. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, that, uh, yeah, it was at that point that I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. But this episode was was cranked up. We get back from commercial break and Kate is kind trying to um, get him back to life. Revive uh, him, I think, is the yeah. word you're looking for. Yep, revive him. Jacob comes running in, also tries to revive him. Alice is just chilling there with her with her hands kind of uh, bound, and she just starts quoting Alice in Wonderland because that's what she does. Was this before or after she said, congratulations, Daddy, now both your daughters are killers? I believe she says it after this. She she closes his eyes, and then she uh, she's like, congratulations, Dad, now both of your daughters are killers. Kate is outside. I honestly thought we were going to see her vomit. Yeah, I mean, that's always possible. I also like when Alice t- tells her that, like, says that to Jacob, she kind of, like, scooches in and is, like, two seconds away from just, like, putting her head on his shoulder. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so she tells her, congratulations, now both of your daughters are killers. And she gets up and kind of goes skipping away. <laughs> uh, we see Luke and Mary reading the obituary of reading the obituary of uh, Mabel, finding out she died seven years ago. Um, And they kind of figured that's when Alice, you know, broke away. Okay, wait. So his mother died seven years ago, but he didn't take over the life of the plastic surgeon until six years ago. So what happened in that year? Uh, We don't know. But it was also the same night that that Alice and Mouse left. So presumably the house is catching on fire and she saves Mouse and leaves. Now that he's dead, I don't know if we'll ever get another background story. We might, because the Arrowverse dead doesn't usually mean dead and flashbacks are always a thing. But that's... so that's my take is the the house catches on fire. She she saves Mouse and leaves him to die. And they just assume he dies. Uh, Kate is out in the alley drinking 
drinking whiskey out of the bottle. And uh, she's texting Sophie. Are you awake? Sophie answers back. Um, she's in the it's middle of te- Yeah, it's- are you okay? She's in the middle of telling her she just needs somebody and Alice comes walking out. She deletes the message, puts the phone away, and Alice asks for a drink. And she's like, you know, we're going to need this for the night we have ahead of us. And Kate asks, you know, what do you mean the night we have ahead of us? Because the last time I checked, bodies don't bodies don't bury themselves. bury themselves. She's right. I'm almost positive bodies do not, in fact, bury themselves. No, they don't. That is the end of the episode. And again, I was watching on the CW app. So no clue whatsoever as to what comes next week. Me either, but- which I'm okay with because um, I kind of liked being surprised by the whole premise of this episode. Now, I do have a question for you, though. Go. What were you tweeting about when you tweeted the what just happened? Was that the whole like episode as a whole? Or was there one particular moment that made you go, oh, my God? Um, it was when she found the head in the. Yeah. Yeah. Because I literally, I think I literally tweeted, holy shit, at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. And I, w- I, was, I, I was kind of disappointed last night after I had finished watching the episode that we weren't recording until today. Because <laughs> I had, I was like, oh my god. And I couldn't even, like, text you or, like, tweet you because I knew you hadn't seen the episode yet. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot wait till we record. Yeah. Oh man, and I'm, and you know what? Because I saw, I went on Twitter at one point yesterday, and I saw you were you were watching it, but you weren't like it wasn't enough to know what was going on. But I knew, and then I saw somebody else on the Batwoman uh, TV Talk Twitter account that I follow had mentioned something big happening, so I'm like, oh, something happened. So. Like, I really wanted to watch it last night, but I got out of work, like, two hours later than normal, and I was like, I just can't, like, no, by the time I, I get home, by the time I get home, eat, watch it twice like I normally do, I was like, it's going to be, like, 9, 9.30, so I'm like, I'm just going to, we'll do it tomorrow, and I'm so glad I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, no, I try to keep I try to keep my tweets as vague as possible because I know you follow me and I never know when you're gonna pop into my tweets, which is like whatever you do, by the way, it like makes my day. So I always try to keep it vague because I don't want to spoil you because I don't necessarily love when people spoil me on certain things. Like right. there are certain there are certain shows like give me all the spoilers. Like I will go hunting for spoilers. I am the spoiler queen. But then there are other shows where I just want to be surprised. Right. And but it's man, like like I at the start of the episode I was like, all right, this this is gonna be an okay episode. But the twists and turns it takes, like, this is, like, a t- an episode 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Like, this is by far for me the best episode of the season. This was season, almost season finale caliber. And we've episode. done that a couple of times this season. And honestly, my favorite thing, though, is I have no idea where it's going from here. Because their showdown with August was where I thought we were going to be in the finale. So the fact that it happened now. Right. And the fact that he's dead and the fact that Kate 
killed him. Like, where does that leave her for the rest of the season? Where does that leave her putting the suit on and being Batwoman? Can she still be Batwoman? Oh, yeah. Batwoman kills people all the time. I mean, he says he doesn't, but he actually does. I'm sorry, Internet. He actually does. But just because Batman did, she never has. Right. This is the first time we've seen, like, I think this is, like... I wouldn't say this is the, like the first real test of like her moral code that she came across and failed, but it was a big test. No, it. I would say her first big moral test was whether or not to save her sister, but I wouldn't say she failed that test. No, because I mean theoretically she was still saving a sister. All right, so we'll say like because she always wanted to keep. She always wanted to keep trying to get bring Beth back or bring Beth back from Alice. So she never really contemplated killing Alice. Then you had the opportunity where they were both dying and she could only save one. I would argue that she wasn't necessarily killing Alice. She just wasn't saving her. Right. This this is like so this might be like the first opportunity to test her moral code, and yeah, she kind of failed. Kind of. I say kind of because this person, for all intents and purposes, killed her sister twice, and now her mother. And she just kind of found out about it almost all at once. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult to to even fathom being in that circumstance. Um, So while you like, like, you know, she even mentions like she should be above it because she's a hero, you know, in her journal to Bruce, which I liked them bringing that back. I don't believe it's been in the past couple of episodes. Yeah, no, it hasn't been at all. Um, So I like her keeping the journal to Bruce because I like her voiceovers. And she's like, you know, I, I failed. I failed as a, you know, a person, so it'll be interesting to see like how this affects her going forward, and especially for the immediate term. Now, that being said, I don't think we have to worry about her like getting thrown in jail. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure her dad's going to protect her. Well, not only that, but I mean, the only person out there, because for one, she killed him when he didn't have his mask on. So he's August. He's August Cartwright to the world they don't know who he is other than that because they have his wallet so the only person the only one of his relatives out there is mouse and it's not like mouse is going to go to the police oh um well he might he's on the run from them i mean yeah but he's also under the influence of the fear toxin still yeah so who knows so i but i don't think we'll see like i don't think We'll see, like, oh, my God, are the police going to close in on Kate? I don't believe that's going to be a storyline. Where but... do you think we're going to be at the finale? Do you think we're going to be putting more focus on the leak of the crows and maybe focusing on Luke's dad? I don't know, because we still have the corruption in the crows. So here are the stories. that We have corruption in the crows. We have the fallout of Sophie telling her mother. Um, so now her being out and proud, is she going to be 
does she go back to Batwoman? Does she go to Kate? What happens there? We have the fallout, the the mental fallout for Kate from this. Um, what is Alice going to be up to? And now what is Mouse up to? If Mouse thinks Alice is his enemy, like, is, is Mouse going to be the villain at the end of the season? So we have those five things kind of going on. <clears throat> and, um... We only this is episode fifteen. Uh, this is a full season is what twenty four. Twenty two. Twenty two. This got slightly less, right? I think this is twenty episodes this season. Yeah. Okay. That makes. Yeah. That seems to be what the CW is doing. So. And so. In theory. We, so. So even if it's not, let's say it's a full season at twenty two episodes, we have anywhere between five and seven episodes left. Now. We know, like, maybe eight of them were filmed. So. Because <clears throat> I, I think they were on episode 18 or 19 when production got shut down because of the virus. Okay. So, in theory, we have at least, we probably have at least three episodes left before we catch up to where it was for the virus. Now. One of the things I know is, like with Legends of Tomorrow, they're not showing them one after another. Like, Legends is going to be new one week, off another, and then they'll, like, they're trying to lengthen out what they have shot. Legends is is already done. Legends filming all 13 episodes is done. Okay. So I know, like, as far as Legends go, they're lengthening out the run a bit. Um, so presumably they can, they have new content for as long as possible. Yeah. I'm wondering if we'll see that from other shows. And if we do, are you lengthening it out in the hopes of like, if this is, if you're able to go back and start filming, say in two months, two months, you can easily only have shown four episodes. Like if you do it every other week. And then the case is, how fast can you film an episode, get it cut, get the special effects done, and get it ready for air? It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see where we are in a few weeks um, in terms of, you know, are we thinking about possibly being able to start back filming? Um, I don't know. But after this episode, like, they, they have so many underlining storylines that like it's going to be difficult waiting till September or October to to come back to a new season. Yeah. But I don't I honestly I don't know. I really did uh so my favorite scene of the day was was easily Mary trying to find the entrance to the back cave. That oh my god, I love that so much. And you know what? That was some hilarity that we so needed in this episode. Mary and Luke as a whole was just the comic relief we needed because there was so much between oh, the, yeah. between the drama of what was happening with Kate and August and Jacob to the twisted things that were going on with Alice and the fear gas to the yeah. flashbacks of the torture. Like, we needed some comic relief. Yeah. No, and I've, maybe that's why you enjoyed Luke so much this episode, because you actually 
were kind of relieved to be like, okay, I can breathe for a second. Well, I mean, he, I didn't find him dumb this episode. Like, he's just too smart to be acting dumb, and he didn't really act dumb this episode, so. And I just like Mary. Like, I think Mary. I love Mary so much. Yeah, Mary does well with him, so. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so that was easily my favorite scene. It's probably my favorite episode of the season, too, so far. Oh, down by a mile. And I never think they can outdo it. Like, every time I have a new favorite, I never think it can be outdone. And they just managed to do it. I don't... This show is so good. It's so, so good. It really is. Um, other than that, uh, anything else with this episode? Mm, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. All right. We are part of the Thought Bubble Audio podcast family. You can listen to all of our podcasts, such as Supergirl TV Talk, Beer with Geeks, Tolkien TV Talk, Academy Rewind, Hate Watch with Us, Loud Women. I think that is all right now. Um, you can get in touch with us at, uh, at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. You can also follow me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk.com. And where can they find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. That about does it. So I believe next week is a new episode, unless I am wrong. I, I believe wrong it before. is as well. Okay, so we'll see you back here in six, maybe seven short days. Hopefully we uh, see what goes on with the fallout from this episode. And I honestly, I cannot wait for the next episode. It's usually like that. It's usually like that for me with this show so far. But after this episode, like, I really want to know what happens next. Me too. All right, so we're going to get out of here. They are shining the bat signal out in the sky, so we got to get going. We'll talk to you all later, everyone. Bye. Bye.